Jesus said, Let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works, and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Every good endeavor is a gift from God. Here on Faith Marketplace Radio, you'll be inspired, equipped, and encouraged in your work as you hear business leaders share how their faith impacts their work. Joining us every Saturday at noon on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. For Faith Marketplace Radio, here are your hosts, Bob Lambert and Jennifer Villarreal. Welcome to Faith Marketplace, a show featuring stories from Christian business leaders to equip and encourage. We want to inspire you to live out your faith in the work that you do through your daily interactions in your business. I'm Bob Lambert, the founding partner of Samurai Business Group here in Chicago. And we coach, teach, and train sales and sales management mastery. We specialize in industries of uh, personal uh, consulting, finance, manufacturing, and technology. And I'm Jennifer Reyes, founder of salesfromtheheart.com. We serve entrepreneurs, coaches, and small business owners nationwide through customized business coaching one-to-one or in a group. I help you gain more clarity and direction in your business so that you can have more consistency and clients. And I'm thrilled today to introduce you to a gentleman that I've had the privilege of being on his podcast, a great Christian brother. His name is Samuel Timothy, and he serves as the chief growth officer at One IMS here in Chicago, and they also have a Florida location. Uh, He has a deep expertise in online marketing, demand generation, sales that improve the lead generation efforts and drive business growth. In addition to that, though, this is really cool. He's also an expert in digital marketing intelligence, a platform that eliminates blind spots for both agencies and companies. Welcome, Samuel. Hey, Bob. Jennifer, thanks for having me. Appreciate the opportunity. Well, listen, um, like anything else, we want to be able to expand upon. That was a a pretty lengthy kind of description, and maybe some people don't really understand what all that entails, what you guys do. So why don't you share with our audience more a little bit about One IMS and what you guys do over there? Basically, we typically work with uh, uh, B2B businesses, uh, business-to-business organizations that are in the technology, manufacturing, or professional services. Um, They all tend to have one big struggle, essentially, how do I acquire new customers? So we're essentially their arm that helps them acquire new customers through demand gen and lead gen programs that are t- driven by digital marketing. What's this thing called uh, marketing intelligence platform? What the heck is that all thing about helping people with their blind spots? Yeah, most certainly. So obviously when we got out, you know, got started with the business, we were helping businesses acquire new customers, but we had uh, trouble really justifying the investments they were making into their marketing programs. So we had to find a way to, to measure success in ROI and return on investment. So essentially what we ended up doing was built a technology platform that monitored campaign performance across multiple platforms. Essentially, if you're doing Google ads, Facebook ads, um, LinkedIn ads, or any any uh, medium that you might use for driving your business, you need to be able to measure what's working and what's not working. So our technology allows you to be able to pinpoint where the leads are coming from. Well, you know, knowing you the way I do, you have a little bit of an interesting background, how you got to this whole point. So why don't you share with our audience, you know, your educational background and a couple other things and maybe uh, out of school, where'd you go to work? Yeah, most certainly, most certainly. I think, you know, I was actually doing a little reflection based on some of the questions you provided for me to prepare for this show. And I was thinking back, like, how did I get here, right? Like what exactly brought me up to here? But the interesting fact is though, Bob, my mom's side of the family is all ministers. They're all in ministry. And then my dad's side of the family, I was looking back even generations back, they were they were actually merchants. So I have an interesting combo essentially. I have a ministry side and a, and a, and a merchant side. So yeah. I, I guess that's the, that's the mix up of who I am today. But I, yeah, essentially, after finishing my undergraduate degree in computer science way back in the day in 2001, 
Um, basically, I was in the market looking for a job, um, and, and and we were, as you can imagine, it was 2001 with all the the crisis that we're going through uh, after September 11. I, I think it just you know God's way of de- you know leading you basically helped my brother and I start a business from our parents' extra spare bedroom back in 2006. So it's been 14 years in the process of um, building this business. Well, Samuel, I want to touch on that a little bit more because I think this is why you're probably so passionate about the work that you do. And our listeners, you know, it's going to be important that they tune in for this because if they're business owners, they're entrepreneurs, there's a lot of tips that you're going to be able to share with them today. So you mentioned that you started this with your your brother and your parents in your home, right? Correct. In our parents' extra spare bedroom. Yeah, correct. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Kind of like what we're doing right now, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so explain a little bit more about that, about where you started and then where it's gone to. Yeah. I mean, it was just, I, I wouldn't say it was like all pre plan, pre, you know, like we strategized and say, Hey, we have a business plan. We're going to go execute off of that. I think it was just a natural progression of our expertise and knowledge and what we were went, went to school for. And then also some of the obstacles that presented when I was actually in the market looking for a job, essentially. Um, so um, as, as I just explained, uh, when the 2001, all that crisis that happened and, and leading up to that time, there was a lot of things that were going on. But that essentially is where you you kind of had to go and build your own thing. So yeah, well, my brother and I kind of joined together and, and started this business. Um, and it just one thing led to the other. And now we have about two different offices here in the States and about 40 some employees working for us and helping hundreds of clients across the nation. Well, I think this is really important for our listeners to know that they can begin it and start where they're at. They don't need to go and rent out a fancy office space right away, right? Or they don't need to have this fancy website if they don't even have clients yet. You can begin organically. You can begin where you're at and then continue to grow from that. Would you agree to that, Samuel? Most certainly. And I think we were we were forced into this one little, I don't know, 200 square foot room. And then we had a, a, a Dell server in the closet and a bunch of computers and about four or five people by the time we were forced out of that, that room to go find a place. Uh, until then, we were just trying to hustle right in that little room. That is incredible. What a great story. <laughs> hey, well, listen, um, you know, that's wonderful. Uh, going from nothing to what you're doing now, but there's been some challenges along the way. And I know you shared a, a few of those with us. Why don't you share it with our audience, some of those challenges that you faced? Yeah, I mean, I think every, every business has its own uh, its own fair share of uh, struggles and challenges. And I think a lot of, for me, was mostly uh, personal struggles because, yeah. um, you know, I, I was, like I said, my mom's side of the family is all ministers. We're born again believers and, 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 and practicing, you know, our Christian faith. Uh, and then through some circumstances, my, my family was brought into doing ministry and especially my dad committed his life to be a minister. Uh, and, and, and through some other circumstances, I was also dedicated for ministry. So oftentimes when business challenges do come, uh, come about, right. And I often question my faith and my motive behind why I'm in business. Uh, and then I'll ask my, myself, am I the Jonah in the boat? The reason why sometimes some of these issues that we face. Uh, yeah, but you know something, I want to share share the audience though, as a boy, you had a pretty miraculous thing happen. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So I was born and raised in India. Um, when I was six months old, I contracted meningitis. Um, and um, all the doctors that pretty much saw me wrote me off and said, this boy is going to pass away. There's no hope. Um, by then it was already like 18 days uh, since they've kind of diagnosed what, what was going on. And keep in mind, it's about 40 years ago in India. Uh, even today, even in the U.S., there's a lot of kids that die of meningitis and there isn't really a, a cure if you don't catch early and usually treating the symptoms. So 
basically at the time, you know, pretty much doctors wrote me off and then, you know, basically said, take this baby home, let him pass away. And my parents weren't willing to take that news. And, and they said, no, this is not why God gave us the son. And basically they prayed over me and that's essentially how I got my life back. And so they dedicated me for ministry. So that always has been in my mind. Like I am, I'm called to do something and whether or not that's a vocational ministry, I never really accepted it. Um, but I knew that there was a calling that that's the reason why God brought me back to life. Wow. There's definitely power in prayer and mm -hmm. you're um, a, a witness of that, right? So definitely. amazing. Well, Samuel, can you tell us how do you, you know, incorporate your faith in your work? Because uh, that's what this show is about, right? Sharing with others on how we can do that, how we can inspire others to do the same thing. So what have you encountered by incorporating your faith in your work? Yeah, I think, you know, um, it's a constant battle. You know, um, I'm also an imperfect person, right? And But oftentimes what I think I struggle with the most and where I see um, uh, God uh, helping me with is like we all have that controlling nature because we're entrepreneurs and we feel like we have to be in control of everything. Uh, and I think it's my just, just grab, you know, grab, just getting sense with the fact that I can't control anything in life, right? And it doesn't matter. You can do certain things proactively to take the right step toward uh, influencing certain decisions or influencing certain circumstances. But at the end of the day, God determines the outcome and then he's the one in charge. Um, so I think coming to grip with that and then also just being able to live out that uh, in your day-to-day -day, uh, when things don't necessarily go the way that you planned or you, you had intended. Yeah. You touched on a couple important things there. I think it's really important in order for us to scale in our business, we need to be able to delegate, which means we empower others to make decisions, not just telling them what to do, right? Mm -hmm. But we have to empower them to make decisions and that'll help our business grow. You can relate to that, right, Samuel? <laughs> yeah, so I, I, just to kind of elaborate on what I was mentioning earlier. So I have this uh, perfectionist nature. So I want everything that I do to be extremely perfect. Um, which creates uh, friction because oftentimes when I delegate, I often feel like, okay, if this person doesn't come through and do it the way that I expect and my standard of excellence, then I don't want to have to redo it. So I don't intend to uh, yeah. uh, delegate, which yeah. puts me in a bad circumstance because I'm overly controlling. And then when things don't go, it makes you extremely anxious. And then that, that, you know, that, that problem, right. That basically then you're in the control mode and. Yeah, and for sure. This is a constant thing that, that I see my clients go through and it's really about creating systems. So if you don't have the proper systems and ways to document that and then empower other people to do that and hire uh, people to do this for your team, you're going to end up burning out. Right. Or you're going to feel like, oh my gosh, things can never be accomplished the way that you want to have them. And so mm -hmm. I think we're going to talk a little bit more on that in the, the last segment here. And Bob has some stories to share and clients that he's worked with on the same thing on that. But this yep. is a really great point, especially for our listeners. So you're going to want to make sure that you stay tuned for that. Um, but also, I want to make sure that you text us here at the studio. That number is 224-404-1988. And we want you to use the keyword. And Samuel, what do you want that keyword to be of some goodies that you're going to give our listeners? And the, yeah, so it's a resource that we put together called the, the Growth Blueprint. Um, so essentially, they text the word growth. Um, uh, growth. Um, I think we should be able to get them that guide. Yeah, text us that word growth formula. That's 224-404-1988. And you want to stay tuned because the next segment, uh, we're going to unwrap a couple things here with uh, Samuel's expertise around digital marketing. But more importantly, uh, you know, why did he go to school for divinity school? What was going on with that? So stay tuned. and We're going to be right back.
This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Now, back to founding partner of the Samurai Business Group and Marketplace veteran, Bob Lambert. Welcome back to Faith Marketplace, a show featuring stories from Christian business leaders to equip and encourage. We want you to live out your faith through the daily interactions in your business. And today we have Samuel Timothy. He's the Chief Growth Officer of One IMS. And he's going to talk to us a little bit later about the growth formula, which is acquisition plus retention equals growth. And we really want you to know that marketing is not a cost center, but it's a revenue center. So we're going to dive into that. If you're a business owner, um, entrepreneur, you're going to want to make sure that you stay tuned. Hey, Samuel, where we left off, we teased our audience a little bit about uh, kind of this uh, thing where you transitioned out of college. You went to divinity school. Why don't you share with the audience, what was that all about? Yeah, it's an interesting story. And oftentimes, you know, like uh, I think when I uh, tell people my background, they kind of wonder like, hey, are you a pastor or something? Um, But as I shared earlier, you know, I had that miraculous healing that happened when I was uh, an infant, essentially. And then my parents dedicated me for ministry. And when I came to the States and studied and, you know, did my undergraduate degree in computer science. And this was a time back in 2001, if you just knew how to spell the word HTML, uh, you would have found a job um, because that's just how booming the dot com industry was. So I, I guess I had some motive of, you know, making money and going and in, in, in cashing on and that opportunity, right? And that dot-com boom. But essentially, that's not essentially where I ended up with. Uh, as the economy uh, was going through some turmoil uh, with the, with the, the crisis, um, that led me to be in the marketplace looking for a job. But at the same time, God was also dealing with my heart uh, and then kind of reminded me of my parents' commitment and the dedication they made for, uh, for, for, for me, right? Essentially dedicated me for ministry. So... Uh, and I figured maybe this was God's way of telling me that there's a, there's something else that he wants to do with my life. So that's essentially how I ended up at Trinity. Um, but during that time, God was also working in me um, to to kind of build this business in the same same time I was uh, getting a master's degree. Well, so Samuel, you mentioned um, your your favorite Bible verse, right? Mm-hmm. Which is what? Yeah, it's, it's from the book of Philippians. Mm-hmm. And so you've talked a little bit about anxiety. Um, you know, can you share a little bit more of how this comforts you in that time? Most certainly, yeah. Philippians chapter four, I mean, obviously it's written by uh, Paul, right? When he wrote this book from the prison cell and he's writing to uh, the church in Philippi and he's basically saying, you know, chapter four, verse six, it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And uh, and this has been my life words pretty much uh, for my entire life because I think like I was explaining earlier, when you are, I think when you're wired the way you are, you have like this mentality of control and you want quality, you want perfection, which also give, makes you a little bit more anxious when things don't go the way that you expected. Right. Yep. And it's only really natural for you to get anxious. And then that God consistently reminds me. And I think that second half is super powerful because God, you know, the God's word says, and, in the, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, because I think oftentimes the way that God comes through and gives us peace is not something we can actually make sense of. Uh, and even now, with all the craziness that's happening in the world, and things aren't really the going, going the way that we planned, right? Within a matter of two weeks, we saw how this entire economy was shifted. The biggest nation in the world and the superpower, right? The biggest economy came to a halt in such a short time, and nobody ever expected it, right? And nobody can control it. So, but when those things comes, you have to know that your your faith is be bigger than your your the bank balance or your 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 um 
retirement fund or even your business or whatever else that you put your faith in. Because if your faith is solid, it doesn't matter what comes your way that you can still stand strong and that you can go forward and move forward in life. Yeah, exactly. That's what I call unshakable confidence because we lean on the Lord for that, right? And it doesn't come um, just from ourselves. There's nothing that we can do. <laughs> yeah. You know, and Sammy, you're the only one, by the way, that is ever, ever a perfectionist. You know that, don't you? I mean, there's nobody else, you know, in business that is ever a perfectionist. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I have to tell you that that's really a big component oftentimes of entrepreneurialism because sure. hey nobody else can do it the way you do it and you're down there and you figure well it's less time if i do it myself versus somebody else so i share your pain buddy as far as the delegation and doing all that and also i love the scripture piece that one is one of the popular ones that we have on the program oftentimes is because you know you can't lean on your own understanding oftentimes we yeah. try but we're we're no we're not that good at it so uh, yeah but i think it's also important to know that anxiety is not inevitable right it, it is a, a trigger it's something that's showing up as a symptom right there's something that's triggering it and i myself and bob we've talked about this on the show where <clears throat> there are other situations outside of our thoughts outside of our circumstances and so it's important that we we know that there could be food triggers, there could be supplement triggers. You know, I just want our listeners to know that they don't have to deal with this, you know, just by themselves. And obviously, go in prayer, go to the Word, and then there are resources out there. And it, you can always connect with Bob and myself, and we'll point you in that direction. Yeah. Um, what did you get out of divinity school? <laughs> Going to school and and doing all that. Yeah, I mean, I think. Um, I think it's a different perspective altogether. Um, and I think what, what I walked away was, you know, again, what, what, what was holding me back even going into divinity school, I never thought of a vocational ministry as an option for me. Uh, I just never liked the fact of um, having to depend on somebody else for income and or any, any of those things. Right. So that's, that was my biggest hindrance in terms of even considering ministry. Right. And again, I think it's also because of the way I was brought up and living in India and just seeing how, usually ministers and how they're dependent on other people for their living. And I just never wanted that. And I think moving into this, this country has definitely changed that perspective, but ultimately I still didn't want ever to be dependent on someone else for paying my bills. You know, um, it's kind of cool though, because you are in ministry, right? We know now that, you know, in its expert, it's linked, you know, our business to, uh, to God, because it's God's business. It's not ours, you know, and we give it up to him. So, What's really great about this, and I think I shared it with you before, having that kind of background, how you now can minister to employees and, and clients and all the rest of that stuff is just terrific because you have a command of the word. You, uh, you're studied in it. You understand it. And then also looking at this as a divine appointment. I think, frankly, God had this in mind anyways, you know, that you were going to go out there in a bigger marketplace and be able to take and be in ministry. Would you agree? Most certainly. And I do think that we as, you know, we all need to be ministers in our own rights, right? Whether it be at home or in our workplace, whether you are the founder or not. Uh, but I think God all God called us to be in that role. Uh, yeah, for sure. That's so good. Well, you have so many words of wisdom, Samuel, that you've shared with us so far. But what words of wisdom would you have given yourself knowing what you know now when you were younger? <laughs> yeah, and I think uh, I think is the primarily like it kind of goes back to even my own life words. The thing is, it's 90% with you and God is so much better than 100% on your own. Uh, I think there's this constant battle of like trying to do things your own way, right? And trying to do life and trying to do whatever it is, uh, trying to do it to your own strength. It's not the right way to do it. But if you can just rely on God and just allow God into your life, into your business, whatever else endeavor that you're on, I think you'll see much better progress and also success at the end of it. 
just by yielding and uh, waiting for the spirit and the, and, and the work of God to kind of yeah. be fulfilled in your life. So you've, you've shared with us before that you said God gave us three things. What are those three things? Yeah, I think we are, we're, we're called to be stewards of everything that God has given us. And I think the three T's, which I think it's probably my pastoral training that in, even in our business that I've come up with all these acronyms, uh, even our, our business process, our, our all the things that we have in our office is all acronyms. And it's all stuff that God gave me that I don't know how it is, but everything kind of an acronym for us. So I think the three T's will be the team. I mean, uh, it's the uh, time, talents and treasures. Um, so basically, God has given us time. We're supposed to be a steward of that. Uh, amazing talents that God has given us that we need to, to give out of that. And then obviously treasures, right, which most of the time pastors often talk about giving. And we often think like to give is to sacrificially give uh, is something that you do only in, in, the, in the money aspect of it. Right. But at, at the end of the day, we're supposed to give out of everything. And I think entrepreneurs often feel like they can just write the check and send the problem away. But that's not how I think God expects us. I think he expects us to give our talents and our time and ultimately our treasures for his kingdom. Yeah, that so reminds me of a few groups in Chicago, one being the Barnabas group, where they're actually yeah. nationwide, but there is a chapter in Chicago. Bob, there's a few other groups as well that we would like to connect our listeners to. Um, so reach out to us. Send us a text. Let us know yep. that you want to get involved. That number is 224-404-1988. And then you can also include the keyword, and that is growth formula. And we're going to connect you with Samuel Timothy of One IMS. And Samuel, what's your website that people can check out? It's oneims.com, O-N-E-I-M-S.com. Yeah. And then so you have a free guide. I believe it's an ebook that all of our listeners are going to receive when they text us that uh, keyword growth formula. So can you tell us a little bit more about the ebook? Yeah, basically the formula uh, we've, after working with hundreds of companies over the course of the last 14 years, we've kind of summed it down into something very simple that uh, someone can read and understand what really goes into to building a business. And I think we'll touch on some of the specific on our next segment. Yeah, for sure. And who would this be good for? Uh, anybody who's actually uh, responsible for the growth of the organization, whether it be a founder or a senior leader in the sales role or in the marketing role should read that guide. Yeah. And then we are going to give away to one listener. They're going to be able to be interviewed by you. And that show is called Coffee with Closers. And Bob, you were a guest on the show, right? Yeah, I sure was. It was fabulous. If uh, you go out to my website, samurabizgroup.com, uh, uh, the segment's up there. We had a blast. We had a blast. And Samuel's a great interviewer, so I'm turning the tables on him today. You know, he's going to be interviewed by us, but it was great. It was a great show. So any lucky person out there that texts us to that number, I'm going to tell you, you're going to have a blast, and uh, Samuel's going to going to bring it. Um, yeah, and we're going to pick one person, and uh, ideally you're a business owner or entrepreneur, right? Yes. And then uh, they get to be on your show. And where's your show at? Uh, it's basically, I mean, we shoot it in uh, in our downtown office. Um, but yeah, if you just go to, uh, yeah, I think you, you will provide instructions on how to how to. Yeah, on. you just text us, but the show is going to be aired on YouTube and it's all Yeah, we podcast. publish that on YouTube primarily and then as a podcast. Awesome. And then you said downtown. That's downtown Chicago? Correct. So you guys stay tuned. We're going to be right back with Samuel. And now he's going to bust the door open. He's going to open the magic box for you, okay? He's going to tell you exactly what that prescription is that he's unlocked for all his clients and you also want to go out and check out our website faithmarketplace.com we're on every saturday noon to one o'clock but we've got lots of resources and podcasts we got a podcast out there so you can listen to us and as you're driving or whatever so stay tuned and be right back with samuel timothy
This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. We're back here with Samuel Timothy. He is the Chief Growth Officer for 1IMS, and he's going to talk to us a little bit more about all the secrets that he gives with his clients. And so you got to stay tuned now, and you got to listen to this, and you got to watch this, because the simple fact is most people don't know about these secrets that he has, okay? So, at Timothy, uh, Samuel, what – you know, I hate this with guys that have two names, first names, <laughs> Samuel and Timothy. It just screws me up all the time. But, uh, Samuel – why don't you stick and now start opening the box for these people about what you guys have discovered, particularly in the world of digital marketing, how you're giving intelligence to your clients, uh, you know, kind of the platforms now that you have for them. Why don't you share with a little bit more about one IMS? Yeah, most certainly, uh, Bob. So basically, you know, I know the guide that we're making available for your listeners. Uh, essentially, for the last 14 years, we worked with hundreds of companies. Uh, they all seem to have one big common challenge. How do we how do we grow right at the end of right. the day that's essentially what what you do and you're you're a sales consultant and you you probably have the same conversations sitting sitting across the table from the senior leadership team they're saying hey we need to sell more we need to sell more um but i think after after seeing the same challenge you can almost prescribe the same medication right because you've seen the same symptom hundreds and hundreds of times so over the course of working with hundreds of companies what we really figured out is some companies are super good at customer, like they're going and doing selling, either they're just pro- probably doing more traditional sales, or some are just super happy with the existing book of business. They just do a great job of producing quality product and they just retain that, right? And then oftentimes what happens is something changes in the marketplace, they lose one client, they panic, they wanna replace that one, reven- one revenue source and that they're in that rat race. And the other ones are just so focused on gain- gaining customers, but poorly focused on production quality and retention of those accounts. So essentially the simple formula that we put together is acquisition plus retention equals growth, right? So if you're acquiring customers and you're losing customer at the same time, you're never growing. And if you're, all you do is retaining customer, but you're not acquiring, you're not growing. So what you really want is this engine that's working together to build and acquire and retain customer on a, on a very long term to come. Samuel, let's park here for a little bit because you went really fast because you're really passionate about this and you're really good at it. But for yeah. somebody who this is new for them, so give me give me an example of who this would be good for. So let's say, for example, specifically in the manufacturing sector, if you talk to manufacturing sector, they're super concerned about production capacity that they say, I can't afford to add another account because I cannot increase my production capacity. So I'm just super happy with this 20 accounts that we have that produces, you know, 85% of our revenue or 80% and we don't need any more because they were satisfied. But what they don't account for is oftentimes there's always attrition. There's economic changes. There's, you know, in, you know, technology advancements. Things can come up that might just cut one of your clients off and that can, you know, drastically affect your, your top line, right? So you have to be thinking about what do I need to do to acquire at the same time I'm happily servicing the clients that I have. So you can't just focus on just one or the other. you got to do both at the same time. Mm-hmm. And give us some examples of acquiring and give us some examples of retention. So essentially at the end of the day, from an acquisition standpoint, you have to be thinking about what can you do to really build brand awareness that when even when the people who are not in market to buy have heard of you. So when it's time for them to choose a, you know, a, a partner that they have already thought of you or have seen of you and that they think of you first before they consider the alternative options. Right. Mm-hmm. So you have to figure out what can you do as a business to provide as much value to your, to your target customers 
way early in the buying process. So they are consistently hearing from you and that you're, you're basically dictating their buying criteria. So let's break that down a little bit. So that Mm -hmm. could look like maybe you're staying in touch on a weekly or bi-weekly or maybe once a month, but maybe a little bit more than that via email, for example, and you're delivering a ton of value. Is that correct? That would be one way. Yeah. So if you think about that, right, email is just one medium of communication. What you want is to create multiple channels of communication. People, people are. So let's go into the next example. What's the multiple one? So social media, would that be another example? Blog post? Yes. Uh Yeah. Uh, Creating content that is valuable to your audience. Essentially. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And then what about, uh, so what else? How do you maintain that retention? Would you say client experience is in there as well? Yeah, so the retention aspect of it is everything pertains to your service delivery and the products that you have, and then also figuring out a way, how do you increase adoption for what, whatever you offer, right? So let's just say, for example, in this side, maybe you're a technology company offers some sort of a software solution, but oftentimes people get excited thinking that software is gonna solve the problem, but they just realize, they don't realize software is just a tool you still have to maximize that tool to really see the results, right? So adoption becomes an important factor in retaining that client. And if you don't do a good job of it and educating that buyer on how to maximize that tool, they're going to drop that software when the contract is over. Mm-hmm. So, so it kind of gets into adding value then, right, uh, Samuel? I mean, that becomes an add value to that customer where you're really demonstrating you're an asset and a resource to them and adding value to uh, the types of things that you provide. Exactly. So at the end of the day, if they don't find value, they will never trade money for that, right? So that's yeah. I want to I want to stress the importance of maybe not necessarily in your line of work, Samuel, with the type of clients that you serve, but with my clients, definitely creating an experience, creating community. That's so important, especially right now with what's happening, where people are feeling isolated. They want that community. They want that support. You know, you offering your um your coffee for closers is that what it's called? Your coffee with closers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know show on YouTube and podcasts. That's another value add where people can receive resources or connection that way, right? Yeah. So So. ultimately what you want to be the subject matter expert that they trust even Mm -hmm. before they buy from you, right? I think I'm pretty sure, Bob, you might say, right? People buy from people that they like and trust. So the goal of goal is to be that trusted advisor for them, right? And oftentimes the problem with the sales is salespeople can only do one-to-one relationship building, but marketing has the power to reach hundreds, if not thousands of right. people build trust in relationship at a much larger scale. And that's why we, we believe marketing is, is not a cost center, that it is a, a revenue driver. Yeah. So let's talk about that a little bit more. But marketing is not a cost center because a lot of people look at it as, oh my gosh, how much money am I going to have to put for this ad spend or, you know, whatnot. So can you share a little bit more about that being a revenue yeah. center? Most certainly, because I think the, the reason why, right, we talked about, I think in the introduction, Bob talked about you know, the, the black box in marketing, because what we found was if you can't prove ROI, business owners and founders know that there is, if I put $1, if I get $5 back, and if you prove that to them, they, they have no doubt in reinvesting that money and growing there. But the problem is most companies are operating in the darkness. They just know that, hey, I'm, I'm doing some Facebook ads. I'm also posting some stuff on Facebook. And I think I'm, I'm my, my marketing team is posting some blogs and I do get some lead, but I have no way to verify how in the world I got that lead. So I can't stop anything. And they still go to trade shows thinking, hey, I think I think we got that lead or that sale from trade shows. So they're in that darkness. So what you essentially want to solve for is, is to avoid a, every dark black box that you have in your sales and marketing efforts. So you can pinpoint what's working. So you can allocate the resources into places where you know you're going to see positive ROI. 
Right. So, so how does one IMS help with that? So essentially we build technology platforms that enables us to monitor all the key performance indicators across multiple platforms so we can monitor what's working and what's not working. So essentially yeah. uh, we know where to spend the money and resources mm. accordingly. Yeah. Good old ROI, right? Exactly. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> ROI. So um, in this formula that you created, um, as Jennifer said, give us a, a, a quick example of a company you've worked with that how that worked for them. Yeah, most certainly one, one of our clients is actually uh, who manufactures industrial flooring solutions. Uh, when they came to us, they were primarily just focused on, hey, we just need more leads because if we pass the leads on to our, our contractors who are doing the installation, we can grow. But they've, for, they did not take into account that the, the amount of business that they were leaving on the table because they were doing a poor job of retaining existing contractors because they never sold directly to the end customer. They were, most of their relationship was with the contractors but they were just wanting more contractors, new contractors, and that was where, where the driver was. So essentially we've mapped out a game plan of exactly what they needed to do to not only acquire new contractors, but also segment them into different buckets that based on the size of uh, the floor, floors or the size of industrial flooring or whatever that they do. So you can feed the right leads. And then now all of a sudden when you're providing higher quality leads to the, the contractors, the contractor is much more likely to use our client's products for their projects. So not only it increased the wallets, uh, the, the 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 revenue, but also increased the wallet size with the projects that they were the clients that they were working with. Ah. Now, where do they text for to get some stuff, Jennifer? Yeah, what well, are we, giving we, went, away? we want them to text us with the keyword growth formula. So make sure you text us here at the studio. That number is 224-404-1988. And Samuel, why don't you tell us what they're going to get? Yes, it's a, it's a guide that we put together after years of you know, working in this field. We put together a guide that's easily spells out um, that someone can read and understand what they need to do to actually see the growth within their organizations. And that's yep. an ebook, correct? But yeah, it's called the Growth Formula. Okay, and then everybody who texts us is going to have a chance to win an interview with Samuel Timothy, and uh, especially if you're a business owner or entrepreneur. And Samuel, why don't you tell us a little bit about your show, Coffee with Closers? Yes. At the end of the day, my goal is to provide as much value as possible. I am I am fortunate to be rubbing shoulders with a lot of big entrepreneurs, uh, and they've shared a lot of passion in their their the entrepreneurial journey of how they built their businesses and the experience that they had. So I wanted to give them a platform to share that uh, unique story, uh, and then I'll, at the same time inspire others to do the same. Um, so that's that's essentially the the the, the goal behind that show. Yeah. yeah, and I got to tell you something. I got turned on to, to Samuel by somebody in my network. I, he and I never knew each other, and then we fought, had. The, I was on his show and learned more about what he was doing, and what the. And it's just been fantastic. We're going to do some work together. And the other thing too is uh, what you're doing as far as educating people too. So, but listen, we're going to be right back with our last segment, and this is really important. It's key specifically right now during these times we're in. Do you keep your employees informed about your business? I think that's one of the things that I'm seeing right now where, you know, you've got to get kinder and gentler you know, in the handling of your employees. And Samuel, you and your brother have a number of employees now during this situation. So we're interested. I'm particularly interested in this next segment, uh, how you are addressing some of that, some of the things that I'm seeing, some of the things that Jennifer's seeing, how she's taking care of the people that she serves. So and I if think it's that not would be employees, something. It can be a team. Yeah, it can be a team. Or, you know, it can be clients, contract, yeah. you know, clients, whatever it might be. So. Yeah, anyway. that's going to be really important. Well, remember, if you have a business question or a business need, make sure that you reach out to Bob and myself. That number is 
1988. We'll be right back. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Now, back to founding partner of the Samurai Business Group and Marketplace veteran, Bob Lambert. Hey, we're back here with our special guest, Samuel Timothy of One IMS, and we're going to dive into the subject right now. Do you keep your employees informed about the business? So we're in some challenging times, and uh, there's a lot going on out there. So, uh, Samuel, you've got employees. You're, you're reaching out. You, I mean, you guys are all over the place. So how are you doing this? So give us some ideas of the things where you're staying in touch with employees and clients. Yeah, most certainly. So we have a couple of different strategic meetings that we've placed. Uh, we, we also follow something called traction, which I don't know if anybody know, kind of a, a, um, a model of uh, running a business. Uh, so we follow some sort of a methodology like that. But at the end of the day, we have our, our we start our weeks with what's called a Monday morning meetings, our triple M meetings, where we bring the entire team together. So we're all on, um, you know, multiple offices or virtually from our in, you know individual homes. So we dial into our conference bridge and we have a video call. We're just talking through the kind of the state of our, our business uh, for that month or that week. So that's like our number one thing. And then our, every department has like a stand up meeting every day, kind of talking through the priorities. Uh, and then we have our, our our Fridays. We wrap it up with some sort of a virtual happy hour where everybody can kind of come in and leave as they please. But then kind of going through, um, you know, just 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 life conversation, nothing about business, but just getting to know people personally, essentially. Well, Samuel, yeah. I like how you have some structure to that. That's really important. Yeah. It's not a meeting just to have a meeting, right, Bob? I'm sure right. you've heard yep. some of your clients doing this. Meetings don't have to be, you know, an hour long. They can be a quick 10 minutes, a check-in, you know, something like that too. Bob, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, uh, and also having an agenda. I like. I know a lot about EOS and Traction. It's a great organization and a great uh, formula and system. Uh, I know a lot of clients that I work with have been through that and they're using it. Uh, it really keeps their their meetings on track. They get to more specifics, but agendas are big. You know, I mean, where in the heck ever happened to those things? Having an agenda, it starts on time, ends on time, and everybody knows what they're supposed to be doing. Right now, also, the care and feeding of my clients is really important as to how do I, how do I serve them? How do I do the kind of things that give to them and provide to them and serve them in a way that uh, they feel that at least I'm in it with them? And we're doing exactly that. I'm having scheduled meetings with folks, checking in, seeing how they're doing. Sales organizations, one of my clients, I'm weekly calls with a sales organization, one-on-one calls, uh, and finding out, checking in how they're doing, their family's doing, and everything else is doing. And then then we can dive into talking about, um, you know, what are some of the challenges they're having? Uh, how can I help? How can I su- support you with that? But also, I've got to constantly nudge them about some of the wins that they have, and let's celebrate that. You know, I'm a guy that likes to celebrate. So why don't we have a little bit of a conversation about that? And Jen, I know you do the same thing. You've got a lot of personal uh, interaction with your clients. So yeah, yeah. Do? So during the the weekly or um, biweekly calls that I have with clients, uh, especially in the Unshakable Confidence Club, uh, where it's a group gathering, we it's important that we celebrate those wins. We talk about you know some of the challenges, and then also what what would you like to do even better. And then this gives you as a business owner an opportunity to create something new for them. So what I realized within the Unshakable Confidence Club is now that there's there's a few different uh, levels in there where people are beginning to grow and expand. Uh, and so it's giving me an opportunity to create another group within that group, if that makes sense. So we want to look at what are the opportunities that we can create um, that are going to help the people you serve and also for your own business. So you can up-level them to that next step. 
Hey, Sam, I'm kind of curious and your happy hour Fridays, because I know a couple clients are doing the same thing. What, what's that look like or what's that sound like? I mean, as far as the kind of activity, do you have activities or anything like that? that, that you- we do. So it is definitely asking questions about like, you know, like basically try to get uh, to know other person. Right. So um, I don't know all the games. Our team come up with all kinds of weird questions to ask <laughs> and then try to guess based on the answers we've done where. Uh, like we write the answers and someone reads it out and say, who is this person? And then somebody has to. Ah, okay. It's a creative ways to kind of get to know your, your teammates. Yeah. I know that uh, one of my clients is doing happy hour Fridays and they, they always have kind of ahead of time, some things that a game or something that they're going to play and they're getting rather, you know, rather creative about some of the stuff that they're doing. And uh, evidently it's really working out because people are opening up, they're having fun, you know, and, being able to relate to each other on a human level. And it's not about business at all. To your point, business is that's verboten. They don't speak about business. It's more about that interplay and the interpersonal activity. And, you know, and that's, it's kind of tough. It's challenging right now when you can't be with them in person and see them every day and do that. I know that there's, um, there's angst around that. You know, I mean, I'm having some pretty in-depth conversations with uh, people where particularly leaders are having to do extra, extraordinary kind of things for employees right now that are, in fear. They're very anxious. Those are some interesting challenges for leaders right now, uh, having to deal with that kind of thing where sometimes, you know, in the environment, you don't see that, but it's really manifesting itself. So I don't know if you're doing any guidance counseling at all in your business. Uh, how about you, Jennifer? Are you doing anything like that? Are people having that kind of Yeah, there's a little bit of um, uh, anxiety and fear, you know, that's coming through. But I think it's in a different way where uh, my clients are putting so much pressure on themselves to constantly work and constantly do something. Maybe it's because they're they're at home and they're feeling like, oh my gosh, I have to keep, you know, working. But most of my clients in my business has been online already. Zoom, we've been doing this for years, right? So it's not... Um, something totally new, but it is important to check in. It is important to give them that space. And that's what we did last night on our, on our group call. You know, we, um, we dove into some of the celebrations. We uh, addressed some of the questions that they're having in their business. And then we had about 20 minutes of prayer at the end. And that's open for people who want to stay in the call. There's some people that chose to, to hop off. It was late or whatever. And then there were still people that, that stayed on the call that um, aren't necessarily believers, but they were still open to receiving uh, prayer. And so uh, it's, a, it's a great opportunity to ask people what kind of resources um, would they like, and then you can point them to something uh, to dive in even deeper, especially with their faith walk. Yeah, Sam, your brother's a partner with you. He's also a believer. So uh, are there things that you guys do uh, back and forth with each other to kind of encourage each other and boast each other up? Yes, we have like a, a text group uh, chat that we have consistently that we're sending, you know, Bible verses, inspirational mm. stories, uh, worship songs. Um, so we, we have that on the side every day. And then obviously we have our parents uh, that are keeping us grounded as well uh, when you get yeah. out of control. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it's interesting with this subject that, the, that we're tackling here, do you keep your employees informed about business? And we're talking about clients and every other people. As a scripture verse that was in as part of this was, where there is no guidance, the people fall, Proverbs eleven fourteen. And, uh, boy, you know, one of the things that's testing our character right now is exactly how we're dealing with this, how leaders are stepping into it, how they're, you know, our government and, and prayer for a lot of folks right now. I know my, my personally, my son was affected by it because he was a server and a bartender and, you know, he's not going to work. Uh, unfortunately, the employer is still open for, um, you know, businesses or for food uh, to be ordered and that kind of thing. But it's been a bit challenging, you know, for them to be able to, to have to deal with that. 
Uh, he's liking it, though, you know, because he gets to play games and um, study up for his helicopter test. That he's going to be taking <laughs> before too long. So anyway. Well, Samuel, we've really enjoyed having you on today. Where can people find out more about you? Yeah, most certainly if you go to one IMS, which is oneims.com. Yes. And then we also want to encourage everyone to text us here at the studio. That number is 224-404-1988. You can text us anytime, whether you're listening to the podcast or uh, you're listening live. And use that keyword growth formula. And Samuel, what are we going to give everyone? It's going to be a guide that we've written uh, with the ears of experience helping businesses grow. Awesome. So it's a free guide, free ebook. Make sure that you text us here. And then you're also going to have a chance to be interviewed by Samuel Timothy and for his show, Coffee with Closers. And so we'll make sure that we get you all of that information. Bob, anything else you want to share? You know, I just want to tell our listeners out there again, we've got this fabulous you know, website. Uh, we're in the process of bringing some new stuff. So you want to really pay attention to that. We're going to be checking. You got to check that out. But I want to encourage you to get out there on the website. You know, Saturday noon, one o'clock kind of, could be a kind of tough time for, to, to plug us in. There is a downloadable app on WYLL. Uh, we encourage you to do that so you can listen to us on the Internet from anywhere. But go out there and check out the website. Also, there's this little donate button on there. If you would be so kind to hit that thing, this ministry lives on donations. So we really appreciate that. And check us out on any podcast platform. So we're on iTunes, Google Play. That's going to be the easiest way to tune into the show. So make sure that you subscribe there and you'll get an update every time we have a new show. And then connect with us on Facebook or LinkedIn. Look up uh, Bob Lambert, Jennifer Reyes, Faith Marketplace, and of course, Samuel as well, Samuel Timothy. And Samuel, uh, we really enjoyed having you on. Make sure that you connect with him at 1IMS. We'll see you back here next Saturday to get some more inspiration, encouragement with Faith Marketplace. Faith Marketplace.